The myths of selling to the government. If you're using traditional sales techniques to sell to the government, you're doing it wrong. Rick Wimberly and Lauren Bristow have been selling and marketing to the government for years. Quite successfully, thank you. They're authors of Seven Myths of Selling to Government, available on Amazon. The podcast is brought to you by Government Selling Solutions, a consultancy helping companies sell to the government. Now, here's Rick. Well, hi, and welcome to our first episode. Here we go. This year, local, state, and federal governments will spend over $7.5 trillion on all sorts of things. If you have something you think the government wants, you've come to the right place. What we're going to do is to help you understand secrets to selling to government that only star performers know. We're going to eradicate some of the long-revered sales practices that are simply not effective in the government marketplace. If you learn what they are, how to change them, and what to replace them with, you'll maximize your success. $7.5 trillion is a big pie, and we all love pie. When you learn the secrets, you can get a nice slice of it for yourself. We have lived what we're going to reveal, and believe me, we've stepped on more than our fair share of landmines. We want to keep you from making some of the same mistakes. It's not that we didn't try traditional sales techniques. We used to think RFPs drive government business. They don't. There's something much more important and necessary. We were led to believe cold calling is king. It isn't, but there's something that is. We had been told and believed we should always go to the top when selling. Listen and find out where you should go, why you should go there, and what you should do once you get there. We had always believed solution selling would land the contract. Well, we learned why we couldn't do this even if we wanted to. We often spent hours, even days, developing sales presentations, only to find out we were doing them all wrong. We'll show you why and what you should do instead. We developed comprehensive scripts to overcome objections and press for a close. Then we discovered these techniques were way overrated. We thought sales and marketing work hand-in-hand. Hand. They do not. They're not even on the same planet. We will, however, reveal how to leverage the efforts of both. And we chanted the mantra, If it is to be, it's up to me. Only to find we could not achieve the financial and personal level of success we desired all by ourselves. Before we delve into conquering government markets, Let's first tell you a few of our biases and underlying beliefs. You'll hear these woven throughout the podcast. They are fundamental to our approach, and we believe your success. Warning, they can be a bit sappy, but you'll survive. Belief number one, integrity. Government agencies buy products and services with taxpayers' money. Our money. We take this seriously. Because of this, we believe we have a duty to provide government with products and services that meet expectations that they set. Keep your promises. This doesn't mean you have to give away the farm. You shouldn't. It does mean you should approach the sale with the strongest measure of ethics and honesty. The government sales and business development secrets discussed here will not help you manipulate or deceive customers into buying. They will help you determine what really motivates customers and how to position your products and services in ways that unleash value. 
You'll benefit. They'll benefit. Belief 2. Listening. Our parent company is named Galane Solutions, Inc. Galane is a Native American word meaning listen. It's at the heart of the government selling secrets. The harsh truth is government procurement processes often make selling by listening hard. Pre-bid meetings, RFPs, contract vehicles, etc., all are designed to water down your ability to influence the buyer even when your intentions are honorable. There's a tremendous amount of accountability in government buying. No one, not even the mayor or the president, really has the ability to write a check to a vendor without visibility and accountability. Not to say people haven't been caught with their hands in the government till they have been, but be assured someone somewhere saw them do it. In order for the government to buy something, there's generally a complex maze of things that must happen before any checks are written. Unfortunately, the limitations designed to protect the public's money also dilute the sincere consultative professional's ability to diagnose and present creative solutions. Despite the challenge, this podcast will teach you ways for getting to the heart of buyers' needs, then presenting your approach to fixing the problem, despite the maze you'll be navigating. Beliefs three and four coming up. Frankly, selling to government isn't for everyone, but it can be very lucrative, and some people just have a knack for it. Over the years, the people at Government Selling Solutions have taken the knack they have, solved the myths, and figured out why some people are really successful at it, and some just aren't. Government Selling Solutions offers sales training, capture team coaching, strategic and tactical planning assistance, and mentoring, and more stuff. Contact Government Selling Solutions by going to govselling.com. Govselling.com. Government Selling Solutions. Getting government sold. Welcome back. We were talking about some of our biases and beliefs. Belief number three, process. Now, we're not big fans of imposing weighty, rigid processes on sales folks. However, however, we've observed certain consistent behaviors of top producers. They're not afraid of process. A few years back, Lauren and I oversaw a study on behaviors of top government sales producers, the results of which can be made available by reaching out to government sales solutions, and which we'll talk about in later episodes. We found, among other things, that successful salespeople appreciate good processes. Yep, that's right. They even embrace them. Now, weak performers, they hate them. We believe outlining and distilling certain habits, many of which include natural tendencies, into a repeatable, teachable process can really help individual results. We've seen it firsthand. So we offer this sales model as a guideline for success, not something to focus on with such intensity it becomes its own distraction. Belief 4. Patience. We're going to show you some shortcuts, but they may not be what you would think. Our shortcuts come from placing you on a path, showing you how to navigate it, and encouraging you to stay on the path, even though the path is not a short one. Government sales cycles are long, real long. Pretty much everyone knows that. But often, we see people lulled into a belief they're going to get lucky and huge government orders are going to fall from the sky. 
They say they know better, but when a year passes and government sales haven't closed, they start looking toward the blue sky. When they see nothing but blinding light, they lose patience and get off the path. Now, don't get us wrong. Even the best of paths need navigational adjustments. But getting too far off the path means you just waste time trying to find your way back. This is a common problem in government sales. We've seen it time and time again. But the rewards for staying the course can be quite nice indeed. Are you ready to open your mind to new ideas that may challenge your old ways of thinking? Are you prepared to eradicate harmful selling myths and succeed like never before in government sales? Then go to the next episode and let our odyssey begin. Today's episode has been brought to you by Government Selling Solutions. Government Selling Solutions. Getting government sold. 